Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 2nd Chronicles chapter 30, where we see King Ezekiah observing the Passover. I want to title this chapter as Ezekiah's Passover Revival because Ezekiah single-handedly with the help of the Lord conducted a mass revival for the people of Judah and Israel. Passover is a festival which was celebrated from the time that the Israelites left Egypt. The great thing about this chapter is today in 2021 the Passover falls on this exact day that we are reading about this chapter that is 27th March 2021. The Lord God of Israel required the nation of Israel to observe three feasts in Jerusalem without fail they were the passover the festival of the weeks and the festival of the booths or the tabernacle each of those festivals signify a special meaning to the people and it reminded them of the special connection that they had with the lord god of israel the passover festival was a reminder of the day when the destroyer struck down the egyptians and passed over the doorposts of the people of israel and thus helped in the miraculous redemption of the israelites from the slavery of egypt in verse 1 we read ezekiah sent to all israel and judah and also wrote letters to ephraim and manasseh that they should come to the house of the lord at jerusalem to keep the passover to the lord god of israel so ezekiah the king of judah wanted a revival to happen across all of israel and judah This was because the northern kingdom of Israel was taken captive following the invasion by the kingdom of Assyria in 722 BC which we read about in 2 Kings chapter 17 verses 1 to 9 In the previous chapter we saw how king Ezekiah sacrificed the burnt offerings and the sin offerings not just for the kingdom of Judah but for all of Israel Here we see that he opened the temple doors of Jerusalem for all of Israel to come together and for the 12 tribes in unison to observe the Passover. The 10 tribes that is the northern kingdom of Israel was in deep trouble and King Ezekiah felt in his spirit that by observing the festival of Passover there would be a great revival in the land. and a turn around of all the misfortunes that had happened to Israel from verse 2 and 3 we see that the king had taken counsel to keep the passover in the second month because they could not keep it in the first month of nisan because the priests had not sanctified themselves and the people had also not gathered themselves together at jerusalem at that point of time because as we saw in the previous chapter it took 16 days to clean the temple of all the abominations so ezekiah proposed to have this passover in the second month he wanted the priest to be sanctified and worthy in the presence of the lord and also for all of israel and judah to observe the passover this was well received by both the king and the people and they resolved to make a proclamation throughout all israel 
from the north to the south, from Beersheba to Dan, that they should come to keep the Passover to the Lord God of Israel at Jerusalem, since they had not done it for a long time in the prescribed manner. This is exactly the same negligence that we saw in the previous chapter. They had neglected God for a long time indeed. And it is the very same scenario in today's case as well. For a long time the people had rejected and neglected the Lord God of their lives, their creator. And now once Corona has hit everybody across the world, a lot of people are turning towards the scriptures looking to see what the Lord has to say. Revival is essentially a return to the central message of salvation through the study of scriptures to see what God wants us to do and actually obeying and doing it. So a revival which does not rest in the word of God will be nothing but pure sensationalism and which will not have a lasting effect on the society or the people but will rather fade away into the oblivion. So a lot many people are turning towards the Lord during this pandemic. However, if they do not return to the central message of salvation and the study of scriptures, all of this revival is in vain. We read in verse 6, Then the runners went throughout all Israel and Judah with the letters from the king and his leaders and spoke according to the command of the king. Children of Israel return to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel. Then he will return to the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. And do not be like your fathers and your brethren who trespassed against the Lord God of their fathers so that he gave them up to desolation as you see. Now do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord and enter his sanctuary which he has sanctified forever and serve the Lord your God that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your brethren and your children will be treated with compassion by those who led them captive so that they may come back to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn his face from you if you return to him. He asked the people to not be like their fathers who trespassed against the Lord God, due to which he gave them up to desolation. In the Aramaic translation of the Bible which is called as the Targum, it is written, They acted deceitfully with the word of the Lord their God. What does acting deceitfully with the word of the Lord of their God mean? It means though they knew the word of the Lord, they did not actually obey the word but rather they were deceitful. That is, they were insincere, false, hollow, dishonest and untruthful. So King Ezekiah was addressing the Israelites King Ezekiah was addressing the people of the northern kingdom Israel saying, Look, already many of you have been taken away as captives by the Assyrians. So do not be stiff-necked. This is the very same thing that the New Testament martyr Stephen used in Acts chapter 7 verses 51 to 53. To be, sni- be stiff-necked is to be proud and haughty and unwilling. 
to do what someone wants of you here ezekiah is saying don't be proud and haughty against the lord obey what he is asking of you don't be stubborn do not be arrogant do not be obstinate do not be stiff necked is what king ezekiah is pleading to the tribe of israel to the northern kingdom of israel is pleading to the northern kingdom of israel the people of israel were too proud to humble themselves before the lord they thought that their own version of religion was sufficient they thought their version of religion is the way they did not want the lord to dictate them what to do they thought they knew everything they set up their own idols two golden calves and called them their gods they set up their own prophets and priests who prophesied in the name of the lord but actually the lord was not involved in it in any way so this was the false pretense so this was how they acted deceitfully with the word of the lord their god so how was ezekiah able to say if you return to the lord your brethren and your children will be treated with compassion by those who led them captive so they may come back to this land how was he so confident he was confident because he saw it happen during the days of his father ahaz we saw how reading in between the lines in verses 8 and 9 in chapter 28 how the people repented and therefore god sent them a prophet named oded and the people of israel listened to his words and obeyed it and sent all the people who were taken as captives 200000 of them women and children clothed and then even made them sit on donkeys and sent them back to their lands so ezekiah was hopeful that if they obeyed the lord god even at this very last moment after many of their brethren and their fathers have been taken as captives even at this moment if the entire nation falls on their knees and decides to seek the lord their god god will do a miracle and give them a deliverance and make them once again to return back to their lands in verse 10 we read the runners passed from city to city throughout the country of ephraim and manasseh as far as zebulun but they laughed at them and mocked them notice how even at the very dire situation they are still mocking the message of salvation which was their only hope isn't it the same thing happening today as well even during this pandemic once we have all come back and accepted this way of pandemic in our daily lives we have grown accustomed to it and therefore now once again the pride is coming back once again everybody is going back to their daily routine nobody is talking about reaching out to god nobody is talking about reading the word of the lord god and this is exactly how they treated the runners who carried this message of ezekiah as well in verse 11 we read nevertheless some from asher manasseh and zebulun humbled themselves and came to jerusalem look at that ephraim and manasseh were the biggest tribes but then they did not heed to the message but rather laughed at it and mocked it however some from the tribes of asher manasseh and zebulun humbled themselves 
In direct contrast to the kingdom of Israel, we read in verse 12, The hand of God was on Judah to give them singleness of heart to obey the command of the king and the leaders at the word of the Lord. Look at the contrast between the nation of Israel and Judah. The ten tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel did not wholly surrender to the revival message of salvation. However, in the southern kingdom of Judah, the hand of God gave them singleness of heart. So we read in verse 13, Now many people, a very great assembly, gathered at Jerusalem to keep the feast of the unleavened bread in the second month. Next in verse 14 we read, They arose and took away the altars that were in Jerusalem, and they took away all the incense altars and cast them into the brook Kidron. These were the altars that Hezekiah's father, King Ahaz, had erected to the false gods, the idols, that we saw in 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 25. In verse 15 we read, Then they slaughtered the Passover lambs on the fourteenth day of the second month. The priests and the Levites were ashamed and sanctified themselves and brought the burnt offerings to the house of the Lord. They stood in their place according to their custom, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priests sprinkled the blood received from the hand of the Levites, for there were many in the assembly who had not sanctified themselves. The great enthusiasm of the common people made the priests and the Levites ashamed and to evaluate their loyalties to the Lord God and consider how deep their sins were. Therefore they sanctified themselves and returned to the Lord. According to the law given by Moses in Leviticus chapter 1 verse 11, so they did everything according to the word of the Lord. In verse 17 we read there were many more in the assembly who had not sanctified themselves. And in verse 18 we see a multitude of the people, many from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun had not cleansed themselves. Yet they ate the Passover contrary to what was written in the law. But Ezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord provide atonement for everyone who prepares his heart to seek God, the Lord God of his fathers though he is not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And notice how in verse 20 we read that the Lord listened to Ezekiah and healed the people. So where did Ezekiah learn this? Yes, he learned it from his grandfather, the great king Jotham, who prepared his heart to seek the Lord. And King Ezekiah saw a similarity here in the people who returned back from the tribes of Israel, saying, Lord God, please provide them atonement for those who prepared their hearts to seek you. And the Lord listened to Ezekiah. That is the important thing here. Notice, he sent messages to all the people of the tribe of Israel, saying, If you humble yourselves, even at this juncture, the Lord God is able to bring them back to you those who have been taken as captives. If they had listened to King Ezekiah's words, a great miracle would have happened, just like how the exiles of Judah came back from the captivity of Babylon. This was a great opportunity that was missed by the northern kingdom of Israel. What does it teach us? 
just as in the garden of eden if adam and eve had chosen to obey the lord god history would have been written very differently yesterday we saw how in the same way in king ahas time as well he lost a golden opportunity even at the very end of his days and here once again we are told by Ezra the chronicler how king Ezekiah gave this golden opportunity once again for the tribes of Israel and how they lost this golden opportunity to rewrite history so today in our lives imagine what we could do if we return back to the lord So today in our lives for those who have gone astray from the Lord this is a time of reckoning this is a time where you need to ask this question what could happen how could i rewrite history and what great things could be achieved if i return back to the Lord and notice what happens immediately afterwards the children of Israel and the levites and the priests praised the lord day by day singing to the lord accompanied by loud instruments and ezekiah gave encouragement to all the levites who taught the good knowledge of the lord so they continuously fed not only of the feast but from the word of lord echoing the words of jesus christ man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god that is the scriptures Then the whole assembly agreed to keep the feast another 7 days and they kept it another 7 days with gladness This shows us that the real things of importance in this life is having a fellowship with the Lord God creator King Hezekiah left everything to a standstill and concentrated on getting the fellowship with the Lord God of Israel a priority that is true revival which brought about god's salvation and deliverance of those who were truly preparing their hearts to seek the lord god of israel look at the picture of joy that this whole revival brought about the whole assembly of israel was filled with gladness the whole assembly of judah rejoiced also the priests and levites all the assembly that came from israel the sojourners who came from the land of israel and those who dwelt in juda that is the foreigners who lived among them even they came in and sought the lord god of israel with all their hearts and were joined in the fellowship of the lord god of israel so there was great joy in jerusalem for since the time of solomon the son of david there had been nothing like this in jerusalem and look at how Ezra the chronicler is finishing this chapter of revival then the priests the levites arose and blessed the people and their voice was heard where was it heard it was heard in the heavens by the lord god of israel and their prayer came up to his holy dwelling place to heaven this is exactly what we see in luke chapter 15 verse 7 there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent there were many who mocked them who ridiculed them who did not come back to jerusalem a few returned back among them some foreigners and yet there was the hand of god on the whole assembly of juda making them seek the lord and there was a huge revival that happened in jerusalem 
there were many who rejected the lord but there were still people who sought after the lord and this is the very same thing that is happening today as well and the bible says it's a great rejoicing in heaven over each and every sinner who prepares their hearts to seek the lord god may god bless these words amen